good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Okay, and welcome into episode 260. Niner! Of the day, no, Wait, just, no, just 60. Too just 260, yes. Uh, of the Days of No podcast. Uh, we have some special guests here, but first we have our, our uh, regular co host. You heard her with the Niner, Jess. Jess. Always quick with the Niner. How's it going, Jess? How are you doing? I'm pretty freaking good. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. And we have uh, MJ who's lo- watching videos and. Doing everything else while I'm getting, I can, I can finally, I can finally see your screen while you do the podcast. Normally, you sit across from me. I can't see your screen. Yeah, yeah. That is chaotic bullshit. Is what I'm looking at right now. I'm, I'm distracted as usual. Okay. I mean, this should be no surprise. You've had to podcast with me. You know, you can't see my screen. You know that I'm distracted. I know you're. I don't know how how distracted you are. You're literally watching videos while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) So, of course, I am. Uh, I need some reminders. A busy broomball week uh, as uh, a bunch of Canadian teams came down to play uh, U.S. teams in broomball this weekend. So I did not get a chance to watch a lot of soccer, which should make this podcast extra short. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And and or short. Uh, And then we have uh, some very special, very special guests. Andy and Margaret Schletz, yes. uh, shit on Schletz and Mags. If you uh, if you follow the Daves, I know Twitter feed at all. Um, Mags is the much 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 better half of uh, of Andy. Um, they won the they won the uh, Dark Clouds 2021 silent auction. We are just getting to it. I will say in great timing because the 2022 silent auction will be coming up in November Woo-hoo! for the Dark Clouds. And again, an opportunity to co-host this podcast with us uh, chuckleheads will be uh, available as well. So um, Andy and Margaret, thanks for thanks for joining oh, us. I don't think I've ever been as happy that I am right now. Ah! I'm not sure why to be here. Yes! No, I've never been happier than this time. <laughs> not, this got better. This yes. got better. Yeah, you were pretty giddy all the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I tried my hardest, just to let you know, I tried my hardest to pay $69 but some ass hat out there put it at seventy two, and then it kept going up. Well, yeah. How much did you actually end up? Memo. Yeah. How much uh, did you actually end up paying for this uh, thing? It was eighty eight. Yeah. Woo! Right. Yeah, eighty eight mm-hmm. American dollars. Eighty eight. And yeah. this year Worth they're going money. to be bidding against yeah. one another. <laughs> so yeah, all you listeners, it's well worth it. Yeah, the, we threw in some beer, and we'll do that again this year. So there will be uh, some special Dave's I know beer. Uh, and then an opportunity to come uh, sit in on the podcast with us and, and contribute. And we'll, we'll interview you, obviously, yes. in a little bit. We're, we're talking about the games first. But thank you guys so much. It's fucking awesome that you're we here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I always love the conversations. So we have, we've had some 
some interesting winners over the course of the year. So you guys are probably the most like normie people that we've had Whoa. when win the wait wait wait, wait. Like normal no. normal. That Come was on. a challenge. That's, that's, that's the gauntlet has been thrown. I mean. As, as much as I shit on celebs, it is nice to actually see you here in person. And Thanks, I'm glad you said you're happy because if there's anything that the Daves I know is known for on the podcast is being a happy place. <laughs> very, very true. Let's let's get into that happy place. Minnesota United won, LAFC won. Uh, it's this not match, getting any happier from here. Yeah, that's this is the apex of happiness. It's just going to go downhill <laughs> because the only goal that we scored uh, in this game was from our friend Brent Coleman. So um, yeah, so Minnesota came out and played you know played pretty well in this game. Um, controlled most of the first half. We were lucky um, or unlucky, I guess, to not have you know maybe two or three goals in this game. We scored our first goal in the 45th minute. Uh, Brent Coleman, uh, header off of a Reynoso corner, which ended in over 320 minute goal streak, by the way. Um, and that's a lot of minutes. At this point, it's now at, at this point of the game, it was like I think it was like 360 minutes of non non attackers scoring goals. So like we are still in a at this point of the <clears throat> of the week, we are still in a attackers are not scoring goals kind of mood. So. Um, MJ, Jess, Andy, Mags, you guys have any thoughts on that Brent Coleman goal? It was a good goal. It was a good goal. Yeah. Yeah. It made me glad he was still here. There was usually how it goes is that we get scored on in the dying minutes of the first half. It was nice to see Minnesota United reverse that trend. Yeah. Goals change games, I hear. <laughs> Gave us hope. For a moment, yeah, something, something like that. Actually, for a whole other what is it, forty-five minutes, really? Well, for a whole other <laughs> in between the goals, for a whole other like 15, 15 minutes. Oh, so fair. It felt longer. Yeah. Uh, second half, Dunlady comes on for Lude at halftime. And uh, wow. Robin Lude apparently picked up a knock, um, and that's why Dunlady came on. And about. Uh, Less than 20 minutes after the half kicks, second half kicks off, Carlos Vela scores a hell of a strike uh, to give LAFC the equalizer, making it 1-1. Um, consequences three minutes later. Consequences three minutes later. So Abu Dhabi not long for this game. He oh. came on at halftime, and uh, in the 67th minute, about 21 minutes after he had come on, he had already picked up a yellow card. He was very close to getting a second yellow card about four or five minutes before... He was taken off, and uh, he gets subbed off for Joseph Rosales. Interesting choice. Again. I mean, you, you never want to get subbed on and then get subbed off. That's oh. just the ultimate insult. But it needed to be done. You really well. Oh no, no, it absolutely had to. He was definitely going to get a second yellow card, <laughs> if not a straight red. Los Angeles was clearly attacking down his side. They were attacking down the left, our right hand side, and Den Lottie was a, very much a defensive liability. But really, Dunlady shouldn't be embarrassed. Heath should. It was his bad call in the first place. I mean, fair point. I think there's enough embarrassment. Should he have put Rosales in from the from the get go, mm. or at the half rather? Was he, Nico available at this time? Nico was on the bench, so he definitely should have gone to probably gone to Nico. Uh, amen, brother. <laughs> Great idea. But um, I mean, he. I think he definitely put Abu on because the, the Minnesota was controlling the game for the most part. And I think he thought if they threw on another attacker, I mean, 
I'm being very generous in calling Abu yeah, Dhabi an attacker very, at this, this point. Is very but um, I think he, he felt if you put on an attacker, then there's an opportunity to maybe score a couple more goals, secure the win, all that. A, clearly, um, a failure of man management and uh, uh, piss poor use of his bench, which is, you know, the highlight of Heath's reign here in Minnesota. <sighs> Anyways. We've seen this song and dance before. Time and time again. Yeah. 70th minute, uh, Jonathan Gonzalez comes on for Mender Garcia, who actually, I think Mender Garcia had a pretty good game. Didn't actually score any goals, uh, but he was definitely making some shit happen, which is really cool. And then in the 88th minute, Reynoso, with the stupidest fucking yellow card you will ever see in a match, uh, knowing that he, if he gets a yellow card again, that he's going to be out for another match, knowing that there's only three matches left, that there's a Sporting Kansas City match coming up, uh, Sporting Kansas City has not been good over the course of the year. They've been a lot better recently. Um, but he just he tugs on a dude's jersey 70 yards from goal for no fucking reason. And if he didn't know that he was one away from yellow card accumulation, someone on the coaching staff should have communicated that to him. Did he um, say he didn't know? Why, Did he deny? Why, why was he still in the game? I'm why, sure. Why was he – like, it's the 88th minute. You know, is Reynoso going to get the ball, do something amazing, and then score a game-winning well, goal? I hope so. Maybe. Maybe. But what are the consequences if he picks up that second yellow? Yeah. Or first yellow. Third, sorry, sorry, fifth yellow. Fifth yellow. Third, third, in, third in the games yeah, yeah. since yeah, since his fifth. So, yes. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he's out for yellow card accumulation. Yeah. And that's Minnesota United's own damn fault. Well, good. Maybe we can rest up a little if we happen to eke out to the playoffs. I don't know. I mean, Maybe. I'm not saying we deserve yeah. it. I'm not even saying yeah. I'm like desperately hoping for it anymore. I'm just saying we might still do it because we're Minnesota. And maybe Ray might be a ray of sunshine. One thing that really chapped my ass what grinds your Yeah, And chapped Margaret's ass. No, no. Was it Rango? Ooh. Oh, yeah. How did, oh, I was ready to run out on the field. Buddy, we have a... That, yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll get to, we'll get to Chicho in, in, a, in, a, in a second. Okay. So. Chicho Rango, what a fucker. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, so Ray getting that yellow card means he misses the Sporting Kansas City game on the weekend, which, again, um, really sucks for Minnesota. We'll talk about that when we get to the Sporting Kansas City game. But to your point of Chicho Arango, um, I think it was kind of hilarious. Heath, uh, I didn't obviously didn't notice it because we were in the stadium for the game, but I watched some of the coverage afterwards. Um, Heath really having a go at Tim Ford and uh, Silvio Petrescu at halftime. I saw that. His quote, still don't why Arango's not, not got a second yellow card, but because it's LAFC, they didn't seem to have the same rule as everybody else. As everybody else. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows it should have been a second yellow. Everybody here in the stadium knows he should. The only person who didn't give it was the referee. Um, I don't know if he, he got, uh, got you know, fined for that statement. I, I have to imagine that he probably did. Really? Yeah, that's it's a pretty aggressive. Yeah. It's a pretty aggressive statement against a referee. So, it, listen, it's MLS. It's just it's fucking magic crayons. Like so, you can't see it. Well, that's why I want to see <laughs> what the rule of law is. Anyways, um, uh, Andy, uh, fuck Chico, go. Oh, Did, okay. If I remember right, dude's falling all over the place. All over closer, the place. Closer, closer. Get up in there. Huh? 
Get up it. Okay. Get it. He's fouling all over the place, right? Gets the yellow. That ass hat gets up and falls again. Yes. And it was, and it was right in front of the ref again. I don't Two understand it. And the ref just did not have the cojones to pull it out. The card, not anything else. Yeah. And I would have gone for either. Also, in addition to the, <laughs> the two fouls that he had on Reynoso in, a, in about three minutes, he also, later in the game, kicked a ball after a whistle. Yes! yes. Which is normally... Is that him? That was right before halftime, yeah. Yes. It, it, that oh, is that was normally a, big that's a what, textbook yellow card. That's what, oh. he, that's what he's complained... Mo, his, that's what most of his complaint was, was that he had kicked that ball after the oh, whistle had well been, well been blown and he kicked it uh, towards the goal. And yeah, yeah that, was, that was, I think, Heath's big, biggest complaint, which well, clearly should have been a second yellow card. Wrong goes, he's on my list now. <laughs> There's a reason yeah. why he's not named Chico, is, Chico Arido. Andy, who's, who um, else is on that list? Chara. Okay. okay. Diego yes. Chara. Which, and, okay, Diego? Uh, uh, Rubin. Oh, Diego Rubin? Uh, where is he now? Real Salt Lake? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can't, he, oh, it, it used to be uh, Perez Gonzalez. Is he even around anymore? I, I don't know. He was with Atlanta forever. I don't think he. I, I don't think he's in MLS. Um, oh, you know who's okay. on that list for me is fucking Roger Espinosa. Roger Espinosa. Oh, thank you. For yes. We'll talk about. Yes. We'll talk about Roger Espinosa coming up in a hot, in a hot second. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that was a. Nice chicharito. Yeah. Vela. Really. And Vela. I mean, just because Old they're good. Yeah, because he's, um, yeah. he's so handsome. Do you though. not like tiny Mexicans or Rui Diaz? Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't no, like I Rui. love tiny Mexicans. It, it was wait, wait. Oh, I almost made a boo boo there. A miss, a miss, a miss <laughs> calculation. I need to check my facts. Carry on. Okay. Uh, so we end up with a one-one draw, which feels like a loss because it feels like we dropped two points in that game. Um, I mean, if. Everything goes just even slightly better in the other in the other games leading up to this. We win at Portland. Um, we don't just concede the entire match to RSL. A one-one draw maybe seems good, but in the context of you know us theoretically yeah. needing three points, this seems like a, a bad result. Kicking the balls. And when this is the team that's probably going to win the Western, it, it, the team is the number one team in the uh, Western Conference. A one-one draw at home is decent, and we should be looking at that as like. You know progress, but it, it just seems not great, which is frustrating. Agreed. It made me hope that we were going to win in Kansas. I'll give give it that. If you were in neutral, I thought that game was pretty entertaining. No, um, it was because um, for us, not so much. LAFC had no fucking defenders, and no, yeah, that's <laughs> and, the other thing. And they were just like they were go, they were bombing forward. Uh, Bale started and played an entire game. Christian, you know, uh, oh. Carlos Vela. Um, it was it was it was all offense, literally almost no defense. So yeah, for a neutral, that game was very very fun. But if you're a Minnesota United fan, it yeah, was very so fun. very painful. And it was the first time since the All Star game that Reynoso and Bayless were on the same pitch, which is happens to be Allianz Field. Oh. Yeah. So you know, I mean, now 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 they're enemies. And, you know. I, I agree, Andy. Like as a neutral watching this, there's a lot of good storylines. Yeah. And I guess the other thing too, if if they draw this game and they go down to Kansas City and win, you're like, okay, a four point week. That's pretty good. However, segue, they did not do that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Sporks four, Minnesota United FC one. Um, 
we continue getting curb stomped in Kansas City. I believe we have lost all of our games in Kansas City in the MLS uh, era in the regular season. Yep. I believe the total is 19 to 2 now. Good yeah. after God. We, we had the one Open Cup win. Was that down there? No, no, no we, did, we did not. No, no, that was up here. Was the only win we've had in Kansas City has, was in the playoffs in 2020. That's, thank you. That's the one I was thinking. Um, yes, we, we beat Kansas City 3-0 in the playoffs. But we've never won and during the regular season. We've never beaten them there in the Open Cup. Uh, we have an atrocious record against Kansas City, Peter even though... Peter just hates our gut. He, well, no, no. He hates... I, I think Peter Green probably hat. loves Minnesota. Really? He hates Adrian Heath. Oh. That dude is... Got a, really uh, a hard on for beating the <laughs> shit out of Adrian Heath. Yeah, and you know, I I really honestly like respect, man. I got I got yeah. I got no. After Savarese, I have a hard on for beating Heath Adrian Heath too. Is my so. number two for a sadist. <laughs> like, really, Geo definitely a top. Peter Vermees might be my number two. <laughs> so what's that? Uh, what's that really crazy uh, Catholic cult? That uh, Catholicism. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, crazier <laughs> than Orthodox. crazier than Catholicism. It's uh, it's in no. that fucking uh, Dan Brown book, uh, oh. the Da Vinci Code or yeah. Angels and Demons. I can't remember the one. The Templars. No, not the Templars. It's uh, the one that the guy they like whips himself and shit. I don't know. It's oh, a yeah. crazy cult of Catholicism. That's what Peter Vermees. They weren't the. <laughs> they were like the. Oh. Yeah, he like he like wears uh fucking like garter belts that like like stick, stick into it. Yeah, like yeah. digs in like digs into his legs and he's, he's like in, he's, he's always bleeding. Cat and nine tails. Yeah, cat and tails. Oh, I'm gonna remember what that what that number that call is. It's uh Paul Bettany is like is the guy in in uh, Da Vinci Code. I've I've because I've watched Da Vinci like listen guys, Da Vinci Code is on HBO Max and so All like when I need to fall asleep, I'm like I'll throw in Da Vinci Code. I've watched Da Vinci Code probably like. 15 times in the last like two months because I'm just like and now he says it I've, but I've only watched like the first half of the Da Vinci Code 15 times in the last in the last two months because I'm like oh yeah I'll throw it on and then I wake up and I'm like oh shit I should go to bed and then go upstairs and go to bed so um, it's a really great movie to fall asleep to just FYI okay. Da Vinci Code on HBO Max I'm more of uh, The Order yeah, it's an old uh, Australian film with uh, Heath Ledger and oh. uh, Peter Vermees no, yes. no, he's uh, not in it. The guy who played Robocop, whose name is oh Peter, oh, yeah. Peter Weller, Peter, Peter Weller, Weller. Yeah. oh Weller, oh. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Heath Ledger's too sexy. I could not fall asleep to Heath Ledger. No. Tom Hanks, I'm like, I could fall asleep to Tom Hanks. I could fall asleep so. to gay Heath Ledger and go back. <laughs> okay. Oh. Margaret was Bradley Cooper, but not anymore. <laughs> no. Well, she found out he's a jerk ass. He is a bad guy. So who is it now? Now Maria. It was it was uh, Christian Ramirez, and then it was Ethan Finley. Wait 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 wait, who was a dick? I thought we're Bradley talking Cooper. about Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, like when we started oh, with no, Peter I'm thinking Vermees. about Cooper Anderson, Anderson Cooper, right. to catch a predator. My ADHD meds are on back order permanently from the manufacturer. <laughs> I don't know when you'll next have me in my normal self. Okay, well let's. We're on back order. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, well, let's jump in. Sporks for Minnesota United <laughs> FC1. Listen, we don't have to spend too much time talking about this game. This game was a fucking atrocity. Ugh. Minnesota lineup in a 4-3-3 because, as we mentioned before, Reynoso was out because of yellow card accumulation. However, Franco Fragapane, Almond Cream. Creamy, dreamy, supremey. Back in the uh, back in the lineup. 
Uh, first goal, 31st minute, a boxel own goal. This goal was, uh, it was disappointing and, and frustrating. Um, I wanted to cry for Dane Sinclair. Well, Dane went out to punch. Boxy was also going up, and he not in a terrible position. There was just almost zero communication between the two yeah. of them, and Boxel put the ball, headed the ball into the back of his own net. So. I thought off it was his knee. Off his knee. Oh, sorry, I was off his knee. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Do you think there's anything he could have done different? In, in that, no. I mean, other than bing bang. Yeah. yeah. Other than um, better communication between yeah. Foxel and Dane, but I don't. I don't think so. MJ. Yeah, it's a weird pinball goal. It, yeah. It's it's a, it's just unfortunate. Normally, I would criticize Foxel for the direction he was facing or not being someplace sooner, but I, it's just a but unlucky. Pinball goal. Yeah, he was. He was. I think generally. I will, in the, the right I will spots. say this though. Uh, before this, Dane Sinclair had a great save off of his line. Yeah. And the thing that pissed me off was that DJ Taylor, who's normally been solid, was nowhere near the person on the back door that could have like gotten that deflection and, and put it in had Dane not uh, dealt with that goal so emphatically. Yeah, and we'll get some more of that with uh, the forty, the forty-first minute, the second SK, uh, uh, Sparks goal. Um, Johnny Russell has a, a rocket of a shot that hits off the far post and ricochets basically right back to him, mm-hmm. which is fucking insane. That it happens to Johnny Russell all the fucking time. Yeah, I know he, like, that does that dude. Uh, anyways, so he has a rocket shot that beats Dane Sinclair, hits the post, bounces. Straight back out to Johnny Russell, who's able to pass into the box. And uh, the new signing uh, for Sporting Kansas City, uh, Tommy, uh, is able to just blast it past Dane St. Clair for a second goal. Um, and that is just also very, very frustrating. When's he saying Tommy? Yeah. On the... yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not pronounced Well, I just. Somebody. I'll maybe listen to that before next time on the pronunciation guide. And then in the 45th minute, uh, another Sporting Kansas City goal. Uh, another uh, so Tome was a um, uh, midseason signing. Uh, William Agata also a midseason signing for Sporting Kansas City. He scores in the 45th minute to put the Sporks up three nothing, going into the half. Um, and yeah, anything to say about either of those two goals? Uh, it just worked out really well that their paperwork and. Uh, visas all came through before the Minnesota United game. I mean, I think that's they, right. They've been they, kind of sitting. They, they, they've been, they've had them, you know, in the hand, if you will, but not uh, out on the pitch uh, for a while. I, they, they had played earlier. They, they played like maybe one or two games, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, they needed reinforcements. They were injured and had problems they went out and got a couple players and then hey they both can get a goal against minnesota united well we'll talk about agata in a second because he got two so uh second half minnesota comes out and uh i was so i was i was here watching at the black heart in the in the in this very room that we're recording the podcast in and it was just like uh, do i do i go home do i just fucking bail it's like no i'm I'm gonna drink another THC water and uh, just get a little more high before I go home. And um, lo and behold, 57th minute um, from a kind of brilliant Kamara Lawrence cross, mm-hmm. uh, Mender Garcia gets on the back of it and gets his, you know, a karate kick first goal for Mender Garcia. 
which was, I mean, it was a great goal. Gave Minnesota a little bit of hope because they had been actually knocking on the door for quite some quite time. Quite a while, yeah. In that second half, and then, <laughs> and then nothing because we uh, we hit. I think we hit a couple posts. Um, there was lots of <laughs> lots of opportunities for Minnesota, but nothing happened. And then in the 81st minute, William Agata scores his second goal for Sporting Kansas City uh, against Minnesota. A brace for Agata. And that's uh, and I that's, gotta say, where was our defense? Yeah, the defense was very pretty much non-existent for that one. We were pushing forward, but clearly not in a position to stop a fourth goal. And so we leave Sporting Kansas City. I mean, seventy faithful Minnesota United fans were God down there. Them. They were great. Um, could hear them a little bit on the broadcast, but again, like I've I've had too many. Someone asked me if I was going to go down to Kansas City. I like going down to Kansas City for many reasons. Uh, barbecue, it's just a, it's a great stadium. I mean, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere, so you have to like drive to a bunch of places. Which um, is probably better than Kansas City. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's one of those things that's like I've seen, like I've been in this horror sh- story so many times driving down back. to Kansas City. I, I'm just not gonna do that to myself anymore. Good like, for you. That's yeah, really I know. I want you to recognize. This is a pivotal moment in your development. Take care of yourself, David. Truly is. Take I care just, of yourself. I just can't wait till I... support your emotional health. I just can't wait till I bring my kids down there and then give them that, that uh, atrophy of... that's when you break the curse. Yeah. Uh, anyways, all right. Let's do our Freddie Do's for the week. Uh, then, we'll, then we'll do the award-winning... Jess's post-match hot not hot or not review. So Peabody Award winning. Yeah, MJ. Who are your uh, and then Andy and Mags? If you guys want to do your Freddie do, so we do a good Freddie do and a shitty Freddie do. They're called the Freddie do's because he was also one time good and then often shitty. So um, <clears throat> <laughs> so if you want, if you you can, if you want, if you don't want to, totally fine. Uh, MJ, we'll start with you. Who's your good Freddie do for the week? Uh, my good Freddie do of the week is uh, Dane Sinclair, and because of those four goals that got scored against him, and Vela's goal as well, like that they they were not Dane Sinclair issues. You know, they, you look at the turnovers that happened before that. You look at the positioning of our defense, and they're not on. So he had to put up with a lot, and he made some really good saves for not. Oh, ayo! I see what you did there. <laughs> I also would have said St. Clair, but just to be different, I'll say uh, my default's always boxy. Yeah. Even with the own goals, all that stuff, yeah. I, I love that dude for multiple reasons. I can't think of anybody else, anybody else, really. And I hear he smells amazing at all times. Really? He does. I've, I've smelt him. Does he smell like Several a times. No, he smells like a fucking Abercrombie and Fitch model. Which, really? Yeah. Like even after a game? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, in his little sports bra and everything. I'm close. Wow. Instead of trying to get his shirt, I'm going to try and get a sports bra. <laughs> Do it. And just drape it over my face. So, like put it over your head like a headband. So there's one time that he oh. he came to the uh, Dark Clouds end of year uh, party. At Ladonia, and he really? like just showed up, and because he we had he'd given yeah. some cleats See, to the to our to our to the silent auction, and we invited we invited you know everybody from the team, anybody who wants to come, players and stuff. And for some reason, he was still in town. I think 
I think his actually his wife might have been like do so yeah, I think they stayed I think they stayed a little bit longer and he was like he's in town he's like oh, yeah so like all of a sudden like Michael Boxel shows up and the dude is in the he given him cleats and, we're, and he was like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna like, I'm, I'll sign and autograph this box. And he wrote this like incredibly crazy, awesome like thank you letter inside the, the, the shoe box <gasps> that he had given for the silent auction. It was, it was, and yeah, I got to, yeah, I got to hang out with him and I was like, oh yeah, this dude smells like <laughs> fucking, ama- fucking amazing. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, my good friend you do was uh, DJ Taylor. Uh, I think he had, uh, I mean, that dude keep, keeps playing all over the place. Um, when Aunt, uh, Alan Benitez came in, when they were trying to chase a game in Spartan Kansas City, he went move over from right back to left back. Um, just does a lot of things really well and super unappreciated on this team. So, uh, MJ, your shitty Freddie Adu. Uh, my shitty Freddie Adu uh, has to be Reynoso because... Uh, he basically took himself out of any ability to play the sport against you. Yeah, fuck the team. And you fucked the team, Ray. You know, he, he did not Goddamn play Ray. as well in LAFC as I had hoped. Like he played really well, but like you know, he needs to take it up a notch. Yeah. You know, playoffs are coming. He did you know, not play with much drive. I mean, he did what he, he was supposed to, but yeah, it was kind of like. I don't know. He, he didn't do the little things. It's the yeah, end of the like, season. Playoffs are around the corner. You're playing the number one team in the division. You know, yeah. Step it up a bit. Got to be hotter than a pistol. Yeah. And but, whip it. You know what I'm saying? But he's also got to be exhausted. Like, and dude gets fouled multiple times every fucking match. Like, I, I mean, sure, some of that is his Academy Award winning, you know, game face. Sure. You play a certain position, you gotta take what comes with that position. But God, he, like, I feel like he's just playing him into the dirt. He's gonna explode some of his tendons and then we won't have him until he's 32. Just, do you know how many times kids kick us in the shins? Far too many times. Far too many times. Sack up, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right, well. His shins are probably like tongue. But bold. he's also the most powerful. <laughs> yeah. I, I so my that's a kickboxer reference. We <laughs> that was blood sport. Kickboxer. Yeah. Okay. Tongue tongue pole. Yeah. Tongue So my uh, so my son is playing uh, outdoor soccer for the first time. He played uh, futsal this, in January. He's playing uh, futsal soccer. Or it's outdoor soccer, and he keeps asking why you have to uh, put the shin guards in. I'm like. Because like when they kick you like they kick Ray, you don't go down, and uh, that's what I keep telling him. Oh, so. oh God! <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, and you don't let down the entire team, yeah. Ragnar. <laughs> uh, Andy, who's who's your shitty Freddy Adu? Do you have one? It's a Rango. Okay. Yeah, can I do that? I mean, yeah, you can. You, yeah, uh, yeah it, it's, 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 all, you're yeah. kind of skirt, you you're kind of skirting the rules, but you paid the money, so yeah, you can <laughs> skirt the rules. Yeah. Um, we're on again next year. It's gonna be a Rango. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Just fair enough. Now. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Kermagerd. That dude oh. has been sorry fucking trash the last several games. I don't understand how he plays 70, 80, 90 minutes in games. Um, he looks like he's. Kervin. Yeah, it looks like he's 
gassed after 10 minutes of, after kickoff. And so I just, I, not, I don't understand why Jonathan Gonzalez doesn't get a run out to start a game. Um, but yeah, Kermigerd, who we were, we were madly in love with at the start of the season when he came out on board. And now he's just like, yeah, no, that dude needs a fucking break. He needs to, he needs to get a red card and just take a game or two off. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, he's 24. There's no reason why he shouldn't be able to play full 90 with pace. And there, we've seen games where he is all over the pitch and he's looking active. And yeah. This was not... The last games. two have not been. Yeah, no. Not, the last three not. have not been great for him. And, so. and to your point, maybe he does need a break. All right, Jess. This is the, the time, the moment. Our listeners have been waiting for. Fast forwarding for. No, just <laughs> kidding. We have special guests. Okay. This is a, just as hot or not, first, I bring you a solely dedicated hot or not review of one I have deemed Mr. MLS Man Bun 2022. Just take a deep breath and let that sink in. All right, let's begin at the beginning with hotness. Admittedly, being on top of the table, as LAFC is now, is hot. It wouldn't make any philosophical, philosophical sense for me to be here and care about not being at the top of the table if that weren't hot. So admittedly, factually, that is hot. But, okay, wait, one more kind of hot thing, hypothetically. He might have a hot accent. I did not hear him, so I do not know. But, not hot. Man buns, just man buns. I'm sorry to both Mel and the one man bun exception to my man bun rule, Sterling. Big hearts for you, Sterling. But you are the exception, not the rule. So hear me now. Every man bun I see in 2023 is ill-advised and will instantly and unequivocally be making the not of the hot or not episode following each match where man buns are cited. You have been warned, and I think we have at least 12 Patreon listeners that are could maybe support me in this. So... I mean, it's it's like a big mess, you know, um, like a big hairy mess, like a like a bale of hay. Like a like a bale of hay. Bun. Some of them are messy. Some of them are rather neat. But of all the perennial man buns I've seen in 2022, what exactly you may be asking yourselves has helped me to isolate. Mr. Man Bun MLS 2022 in this individual. Well, three factors went into my decision. Number one, grease level. Totally unsure if he is paying upwards of $100 an ounce for an incredible man hair product that gives the same amount of shine as if he did not wash his hair in between um, wins. But maybe they won, I think, did they win before we played them? It doesn't matter, we weren't hot in that. We, well, we were kind of hot for a moment and then reality set in. Okay. 
Number two, Diva Dramatics. I don't yes. have. I don't have to tell any listeners here that it or listeners listening <laughs> that have that attended the match at Allianz, but this particular gentleman has his choreography blocking and lines down packed. He is just diva enough to make you question how big of a diva he is, and that's a true, true art form that mm, the powers by which he has may be seated in deep in the root of that knot on his head. And finally, what, pray tell, could the third factor in my decision-making process be? Well, frankly, the fact that he did not hear a single one of my witticisms or constructive criticisms when we were playing him, and I, I, he just didn't click close enough, I could tell. I can usually get an eye contact, a glance over the shoulder. I mean, my voice is cutting. And he, he, it could have been his man bun powers, but he looked totally oblivious at all times. So, LAFC number 11, Mr. Gareth Bale, you are Mr. MLS Man Bun 2022. Good luck in 2022. Ah, damn! That's all I can say. That was beautiful. Mic drop. <laughs> that was a wow. that was a brilliant, brilliantly curated essay uh, of everything that is wrong with man buns. That's why I paid. And right with man buns. And right with man buns. And right with man buns. Sterling and Mal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Jess. That's that's fantastic. Um, all right, so we can. <laughs> Kind of just basically lump our big questions in with our uh, getting to know a little bit better our wonderful uh, Patreon members and uh, and uh, benefactors here, Dark Clouds benefactors, um, Andy and Margaret. Um, so I guess my first question is, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is just just the team generally. Feel free. What to, the fuck are we doing? Just uh, jump in. We're not playing defense. I can tell you that much. And we're not being making very good decisions in the attacking third when we have the ball, which leads us needing to play defense a lot because we turn over the ball a lot. I miss you, Debasi. That's a very good point. In the five games that we've not had Debasi, given up twelve goals. We've fucked. We scored two, I think. So is Debasi the MVP of this team? They always say Sneaky. If, if you if you take a player off and they play dramatically worse without them, that's I think that's he's the, the general rule, right? I think everybody would have said Reynoso. I know, but, but also without without Reynoso, we don't score goals. Um, people, uh, these the sabermetric people might say Lude um, in terms of his versatility, but I think you might be on something, MJ. I think Debasi might be the the real linchpin. Don't or, taint this with any of your MJ Anon bullshit either. This is legit. <laughs> Wasn't even going to go there. Thank God. So MJ Anon would say that Mender Garcia is Dan. Right. This is really we're at another frustrating point. Um, you know, we were 
early in the season. We started, I can't remember, we, we started out okay, didn't we? No, we started we out did, terrible. We didn't start out like 0-4 like the previous. Well, no, but you know. not great. But it wasn't, okay, it wasn't It great. wasn't 0-4, but yeah, you're yeah, right. Um, well, we had, uh, let's put it this way. We've had one peak this season. Uh, we went on that run. Was it Was it eight games, seven games? The, was it just a draw? Yeah, there? the and 10 games, wins? 10 games I think we were like eight, one and one. Something like yeah. that. <clears throat> so, um, and I thought we, we were very cohesive. I thought I thought there was energy there. Um, I think I don't know. I just I saw chemistry, um, and now it's it's gone again. And did it did it leave with Bakaya? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. It shouldn't have. That's a, another but, question that I had. Just sort of you know theoretical question is basically when we were on that run, we had every single player playing at their optimum position. Yes. We had our two best players in Reynosa, or our three best players in Reynosa, Lude and Fragapane, mm-hmm. all playing um, on the pitch. Lude, obviously not in his ideal position with you know having to play as the eight. Um, however, we had three, three of our three best attacking players on the pitch at the same time. Um, so I think the problem that we've... I have identified for years. seven fucking years is that Heath has a game plan with certain players. And he if, finds a rut, and then he doesn't. Well, no, no, but if any of those players are are out for any reason whatsoever, the entire game plan goes to shit. Yeah, back and to that's, the drawing board. And that is my, that is my overarching criticism of Heath and Heath, like my entire... Heath out ethos is basically like the dude doesn't have a fucking plan B. He has a plan A, and then he has um, if plan A doesn't work, he has just plan A and just fucking plug something in to make it work, or completely redo the formation and do a three a fucking three five two or a four three three, which has never worked for us. Yeah, I mean, has worked for us like very so very rarely. It's like it's a it's a miracle when it actually works. That's that's like my guys my bigger overarching criticism with Heath is that like I mean the dude's a fucking asshole he's a dick he is a, a condescending uh, motherfucker wait, wait, wait. which organ is he <laughs> asshole or dick both like, you, you can be both you can be an asshole and you can be a dick um, he's condescending he 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 doesn't respect the fans of Minnesota and I can res- I can I can forgive him all of that if the dude actually had a fucking game plan past the first 30 minutes of a game. He has never once, maybe once, maybe twice, shown me a game plan after 30 minutes of, of getting his, his teeth kicked in. I've never once seen him like readjust. Peter Vermees, for all, I, Peter Vermees is a jackass. I want to punch that dude in the face many, many times. That dude actually like has a plan and then he can readjust his plan. Um, Gio Savarisi, again, I don't know. That dude's Maybe got a very punchable face. I really w- would much rather have Gio, Gio Savarisi in, in this team, <clears throat> managing this team, because the dude can adapt and he can change things. He has not shown any ability to make a change for the good, ever, in my estimation. Spinning off what you were saying about Keith being a dick and an asshole at the same time, um, how much do you think these players like playing for him? Because I say that because when I watch Schmetzer, Geo, you know, 
I, I'll see, uh, when Steve Clark was with Portland, you know, he'd go over there and rub, you know, Gio's feet after a win. Right. Rio, Rio Diaz would, you know, nip on his ear and just, you know, hey, Brian. This all hey. sounds very gross you know and I mean? uncomfortable. They, would, they like playing for those They give him hugs when they say, when was the last time you saw a Lewis player, like, celebrate? MLS with Me Too And when have you ever heard of a player leave the loons and say, oh, I love playing with Heath? No. <laughs> not one. Not one of them has said he's a. They just. They just, they just rather say uh, nothing. But this is Machiavelli. And so now, I mean, just with that, I don't. I don't think these guys like playing for him. Raheem Edwards is on eight goals. Yes. And a bunch of assists with LA Galaxy. Oh, Kai Kamara has ten that. goals and ten assists with Montreal. Yep. Mason Toy is scoring goals with Montreal. With Montreal. It's a. It's a. Yeah. The. The mythos that is that. For some reason. The Minnesota United front office bamboozled a very good majority of the front of, of the fan base for a long, a long, long ass period of time. Is hopefully wearing off, but it's still there's still there's still Andy, there's still so many people who fucking ride or die for Adrian, no, and I have I no. I have no fucking idea why. I cannot. I gave him. I gave him four, four years. Me. I gave him four years. Even if I was listening to your shit, I was listening to for four years. Well, maybe five. And finally, I'm like, I'm done. I finally, you know. Yeah. And I, I get it. It's not easy. It's not easy to win. It's not easy to do any of that. But after a while, you see the pattern. The pattern. What Jess was saying about running him into the ground. What you're saying is totally. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Understand how anybody can see it any other way. I think. Also, Heath gets a lot of mileage out of all these preserve members that are getting their call-ups. Like, a neighbor in my section just got, his number came up to get two seats instead of one. And I think everybody who comes in to the fan base, whether or not they're here at the Black Card or they're just in the stands at Allianz, they know that the supporters um, groups are so strong for the loons. I think it's easy to assume that that goodwill and um, support extends to the entire front office, in which case I can say for several years now, for me personally, that has not been the case. And, you know, it's, you can't just whisper to your brand new season ticket holder neighbor like, oh, by the way, not that far. No, we don't like him. <laughs> by, by the way. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I am waiting for Minnesota United to realize that to take the next step with all these good players that we have, we need a better manager. And, you know, I have never met assistant coach Ian Fuller or assistant coach Sean McCauley or goalkeeper coach Stuart Kerr in person. They might be great guys, but I, I feel like they all just need to go. Like Ian Fuller was one of Heath's assistant back when he was in Orlando. So those two are obviously buddy buddy. Those two need to go. But I was just like, <laughs> just <laughs> let's get some new ideas. Let's defund Heath. <laughs> um, defund Heath. That's New I mean, hashtag. It's a new hashtag. Out. Yeah, not not not, he, not hashtag Heath. Out. It's a hashtag deep on Heath. Um, the problem. The problem is that Adrian Heath lives on Dr. Bill McGuire's property. So. Um, MJ and on conflict of interest so, threads. Right yeah, there. there you go. So. Not so anon anymore. Uh, You're getting pretty legit. Okay, and then I, I guess my final my final question on this is like, 
is Amarillo broken? Like, is that dude just broken? He's he hit the crossbar several times. He missed wide open sitters. What do we think is going on with Luis Amarillo? I do think a lot of it is psychological, mm-hmm. and we know that when you get goals, you get more confidence. Like strikers thrive on that success rate, that goal scoring rate, and when it's not happening, it can be detrimental. Like it can just compound the problem. Yes, and especially when you get so close, you know he's he's in the right spots, but then he's he's missing wide, or he's in the right spots, he's got it on frame, but it, it, it hits part of the woodwork, yeah. and 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 that is just so so frustrating. By the way, uh, last Friday I uh, scored a goal and he hit the crossbar, and when I hit the crossbar, it went bounced to the back door, and the guy scored a goal, so I got a goal on assist. But uh, <laughs> that's not happening with Luis Emery. Maybe it's a weird. A it's a weird uh, broom ball flex in the middle of the fucking soccer podcast, but it wasn't quite low key enough to be low key. <laughs> but I was, I was going with it. I didn't pay 150 bucks just to hear that. <laughs> you didn't pay 150 bucks. So. I mean, uh, if you had, if you had, you got a lot more. Yes, in the future, okay. if you want to pay 150 bucks next year, you can tell him no fucking room ball talk. <laughs> we can we can set parameters. Uh, so anybody else listening, so much anybody else listening to the podcast who's interested in bidding for it this year, um, you can set parameters on no MJ room ball talk. It might be hard. <laughs> MJ might talk not not might not talk the entire podcast, but. You know, you know, that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I want to say that if you bid $200 to be on our podcast, I won't even show up. <laughs> oh, oh, I wouldn't want I'm, that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that as the, so the starting bid will be like... Uh, um, $69. Yeah, $69, uh, and then you can do whatever you want, and then $200, MJ just is not here, and then yeah, yeah, figure yeah. out what happens. So, uh, all right. Well, let's... What's, we have our we have our esteemed guest uh, Andy's been talking a little bit here. Um, but Andy, it's your turn to hand over the mic, Margaret, please. can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? And uh, you know, Margaret, I, I know you are a nurse with uh, M Health Fairview in St. John's. You guys were on on the picket line we earlier last, la- last week, and yep. th- we are this. Dave's I know is a very uh, pro union podcast, so please tell us, give us leave us a little bit like what that was about and. and and what, uh, if there's anything else that anybody can do, you know, going forward. Well, thanks, I appreciate the support. Um, yeah, I was on strike for three days last week along with 15,000 other nurses in the Twin Cities. Um, and it's just, uh, it's super important because our profession is, it's hard to keep nurses at the bedside just with the, the high, and um, staffing ratio. The burnout rate, the burnout. right? Yeah, I mean, been through a lot over the last couple of years, especially. Um, but it's just gotten worse over time, and yeah, something has to be done to make improvements. But. Wait, has there been something that's been going on the last few years that's made being a nurse harder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just this little just, pandemic, yeah. So. Like um, something that's not within your control at all that, that has made yeah. big things harder and like more of a pain just to do your job <laughs> and survive yeah so that's that's awesome my sister is a nurse and also a member of mna so like and i've worked i've worked with mna on other um organizations i've been a part of i've partnered with mna so um very supportive of what mna is doing and um i think it's the largest nurses strike in 
U.S. history? I think so. Mm -hmm. Correct? It made the yeah. uh, travel advisories. I traveled, I happened to be traveling for work next month, and I was looking at the travel advisories for um, Michigan, but the, the return flight travel advisory to Minneapolis had the strike listed um, as like noteworthy according to the FDA. So what is what is the, the union looking for and what is the hospital administ administration countering with? If, if, as much as you possibly can, can let us know. Yeah, I mean, the big things are staffing ratios, um, just trying to, you know, pin down not having too many patients to take care of. It's just uh, um, causing a lot of the burnouts. And then um, some of it is just language regarding um, scheduling and um, wages and, and that kind of stuff, too, which also just would help for retention of nurses. So. Cool. Well, thanks for illuminating us on that. Yeah. I was just going to say I taught for like half a second in my life. I taught research writing to nurses at Herzing, nursing oh, students, yeah. and I had to learn APA to do that. But in any case, even then, so I was teaching there in 2012, they already, one of the most popular topics for research papers was how to fight burnout, how to, you know, keep nurses in the profession. So it's been a theme at least that long in my sort of weird circles. I, I can't imagine that anybody would think that it's anything less than critical at this point, having lived through everything that we've all been luckily living through. Yeah. Cool. Well, I saw uh, Andy in his red shirt on when was it Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Champion Champions Tuesday. League. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. You're out there on the picket line. Yeah. So. Um, uh, I'm non-union, but um, I still support him. Um, I used to be. Um, I used to work at St. Joe's. Left there in 2013. But, okay. Um, it's the same problems. Yeah. It's the same issues. You know, it's, you know, for the most part, like Margaret said, we we appreciate the support, um, and most people do support us. There are some people who think this is all about money. It's not about money. Um, it really is about ratio. And we, it's been on the it's been on the uh, contract agenda for the last three strikes. We were talking about it earlier. And it just never gets addressed. And um, every every network in the Twin Cities and Duluth, they they take advantage of what the nurses just deal with to get through the the uh, their shift. Okay. Every shift, they just deal with it, just deal with it, and um, it's it's coming to a hilt. And like you know, like MJ said, um, yeah, COVID really did in a lot of nurses and. Um, and you, you know you get good care here. I, you know I work with a lot of traveling nurses from time to time, and they um, they will tell you it's way better than it is in the South. It's way better than it is in you know out west or wherever. But they say, yeah, you guys really do do a good job here. Now we should you know let's improve on what it's already good and let's not take advantage of it. Otherwise, it's going to go south in a hurry. Yeah. Is there anything that um, listeners of the podcast could do to help support? 
How do we the show nurses. our support from the car? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of honking. Yeah, I did. I did. I was driving uh, down ninety four on I think it was Monday or it was Tuesday, going to a meeting, and there was nurses that uh, that bridge right by um, Augsburg, and there was nurses over oh, there with. Yeah. And I honked yeah, as I was going by. I was like yeah. stop and go traffic, and people may have thought I was honking at them, but I was honking for the nurses, and so. I always get. But 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 like that. actual like what actual legitimate like legitimate things you can do besides honking when you see a, a sign, which like, obviously you should do. Um, I've been on many picket lines. It's very supportive when you hear the, the honks for you and yeah. people not yelling, you know, fuck off or whatever. Yeah, so. is, is there anything more meaningful that yeah. we, we can do to affect change possibly for the Minnesota Nurses Association? I mean, it's, I mean, just showing your support, you know, wearing red, all that stuff. Um, really, it, it comes down, you know, if you're ever in the hospital or something like that, it's, you know, telling, telling the nurse or, hey, can I talk to your manager? Oh, don't worry, I throw a fit every talk, goddamn time. Can I time talk to your I'm manager in. and say, "Hey, I'm getting really good care here," or, "Hey, my nurse couldn't, my nurse could not take good care of me because of X, Y, and Z." That's that's what happens a lot. So sure, um, that kind of stuff, you know, it really does go a long way. It, you know, you know. Yeah, that's great. I, I, my <clears throat> mom was doing cancer treatment stuff oh, over okay. the course of the last year, and so. Been very bit, like there's some nurses were like yeah that person was kind of not great and then like so many that were um, awesome <laughs> MJ please turn off your thank you it wasn't we're talking a very serious topic here and then right. MJ jumps in uh, okay well let's get off the the, the subject I hope I, I really hope that M um, and A gets the contracts that they, they deserve because obviously you guys are you know a very important part of the system like honestly the most important like when i know with my mom like you see she see the doctor one time a day right when checks in and things the nurses are there Always. all the time so yeah. it's very very important that we yeah. make sure we take care of uh of the nurses and the people who are like helping take care of the people that you know we love and and want to keep keep living so if we want the help <clears throat> we deserve then we better give them what they deserve. Yep. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. So I guess Andy, well, you had some questions. We'll throw it to you, um, unless MJ wants to jump in with his. He has some or another video. MJ has some questions. <laughs> Maybe another video. I had my volume turned off, and then an ad popped up and took over my audio. <laughs> makes it great. It makes uh, it great. Fuck. Anyway, no. Uh, so I, I have some food questions. So like, if you want to ask soccer questions first. Alright, let's do this. Okay, so uh, Andy, you and I have uh, tweeted about food on, on numerous occasions, everything yeah. from frozen pizza and fast food, uh -huh. uh, and, and to some more gourmet shit. Um, I understand, Nags, you are also very, very good in the kitchen. So maybe describe. What are you trying to say, MJ? What What do you des <laughs> describe your food dynamic at home? Do you have roles like? Like he always washes, you is always dry. Is he a top dry. or a bottom? Is this what we're asking? Yeah, like, like. So here's the deal. We're gonna go back. I'll sum it up. Before I met her, I was on my way to being an excellent cook. I mean, top notch. <laughs> She's shaking her head. There are some dissensions. Silence. I didn't pay two hundred bucks for this. <laughs> so anyway, you did pay two hundred dollars for this. So yeah. Continue to increase the amount. I like so, that. I began to court her, and then I met her parents, and her parents are good cooks, both of them, 
and also her grandparents. So here comes me and, and we were trying to cook together and as the years went by, I just kept getting kicked down lower and lower and my ideas became shittier and <laughs> shittier. And then now, now, now I do the dishes and I chop onions because they make me cry. That's what I've been reduced to. You want to cry, bitch? Well, make me I have, I still have, I still, yeah. Now I'm reduced to the ratatouille guy. You know what I mean? Without a rat on my hat. It sucks. It's called a sushi. I'm oppressed. Yeah. In the kitchen. Market yourself better. Every top chef needs a good sous chef. That's, no, no. That's bullshit. The person chopping onions is not a sous, is not a sous chef. Oh, what's going on? My dad. Trust me. Oh, you would know. I was a sous chef. I offended. No, no, that's the bottom of the fucking barrel. That's (laughs) just just above dishwasher. Is the person who chops onions. Yeah. That's that's the mise en place. Yeah, that's that's the mise en place. Mise en place. You are. I feel blah. (laughs) No blah. So, but I can't. I can't. She is pretty good. Um, She's very good. And. she doesn't look like she wants to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Mags, Mag, uh, what is your uh, name? Maybe something you like cooking kind of every week or every month for the family that, that's kind of a go to that's kind of like easy. And then, why and she got to be changed? And then, and then maybe, maybe mention something like when, when the relatives are coming over or you want to like dine to impress, maybe something that you pull out of your repertoire that, that is a little fancier. I'm not. I'm really not that gourmet. Um, it's, it sounds delicious. Uh, Everything that Andy says about you sounds delicious. Oh, no. oh wait, like, wait, that came out uh, wrong. Salmon. Um, oh, salmon. Pastas. I don't know. Um, I like baking a lot. Cheesecake. Oh, um, I love cheesecake. Yeah, I don't know. Cheesecake. <laughs> so she. Well, I was talking about her, her family. So they, they have collected recipes over the years, and so all of those are like rock star ones. Like her dad made like awesome beef wellington one time. Ooh, and that then, sounds good. But then when it comes to like, um, I don't know, even just chili, you're never really satisfied with that recipe. You're like, Isn't that a chili I gotta, rule? she always has to try something different. Um, the kids go crazy. Fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, duh. Me too. Um, the cheesecakes, yeah, I got it. I mean, we have to give more time to that. They're excellent. We were going to try and make one. We'll have to bring one in another time. But I'm bidding well, $200 on can't. that. Yeah. <laughs> Max Cheesecake uh, will be available at the next Dark Clouds auction. <laughs> well, if there That's, is one, I'm bidding on That is it. not confirmed, by the way. So just <laughs> Hypothetically, uh, we would like. Mags to make a cheesecake for the next Star Clouds auction. Um, please hop on our Twitter to <laughs> encourage Mags and Rally. tell her what a great chef she is. We try to do, I mean, as the kids got older and into more activities and stuff like that, it gets harder to make more complex recipes. Of course. So we have scaled back over the years, but now we've found the quick and dirty ones that you can, it's just boom. And you, you, know, you can, <laughs> That's still, you know, if you have a crowd coming over, it'll work. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, once they once they grow up and we'll step looking we'll into you have three kids, time. three, yeah, three, yeah, yeah. We, I have two, and yeah, it's it's the same thing. It's like me and Anna, we try to like we have this meal plan that we we each pick a day, and we're 
alternating days and things like that. We have certain days where it's like, oh, the in-laws are cooking, or you know, we're just gonna do leftovers or whatever. But it's still like it's still like I'm like, oh yeah, no, I wanna, I wanna, I'm gonna slow smoke like ribs for eight hours because why wouldn't I? Then and then yeah. at four o'clock in the afternoon, the kids are like, we're fucking hungry. I'm like, they didn't say fucking, but like we're fucking hungry. <laughs> yes. And and I'm like, oh, sorry, kids, like ribs aren't done till seven, so. Yeah. I guess you get to eat uh, grilled cheese. So the mom, mom and dad will enjoy the awesome ass ribs that dad spent five, like 15 fucking hours making. So, you know. They wouldn't appreciate it. Ah, yeah, no. But I'm trying to get them. I'm also trying to build up my kids' fucking spice tolerance because oh, I have a right. Wisconsin ass wife and yeah. has no. Does not enjoy spice. Yeah, I gotta start at all. Young. But MJ, like, at one time you. <laughs> I. I I shouldn't have done it, but I questioned your your skills when I asked you what would you do with a leftover Subway sandwich, I think it was. Yeah. I think you made like three different dishes out of it. Yeah. Out of a Subway sandwich. And I was like, God damn, dude. Between <laughs> two nuns. But that's what we like to do. Yeah, sometimes it's just, it's it's fun to take whatever you got and see if you can yeah. smoosh it into something. I'm yeah. continually inspired by Chopped, what they do with like basket ingredients, and the basket ingredients have gotten more complex. Like so, yeah. No, I, I like uh, being creative with food. Yeah. But uh, back to you and your questions for us. Yeah. Um, enough of my food talk and grilling, <laughs> grilling both of you. Like a cheese. Hey, uh, do you not appreciate that grilling? What you gonna put me under the fire now? Yes. Grilling. What do you say about grilling? No, no, keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> Enough of me grilling you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah it was a. It was a, a shitty pun. Oh. I supported it. <clears throat> All right. Are you ready? All right. Some of these are really stupid, but when I listen to you guys in my car on the way to work or as I'm running, I love that you listen. Like, you could have oh, yeah. I I find myself saying, "God damn it, MJ," or what? You know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah. something like you know. Usually, "God damn it, MJ." Yeah. Works. So I put a few together. These yeah. are not good questions. And okay. you wouldn't expect any less from me, right? Give me no, another okay. reason to shit on Schlepps. All right. Um, all right. Ready? When you play soccer, who does your game, which loon does your game most resemble? And it can be past or present. And it can oh, be boy. anybody. I'll start. Me, Danny Cruz. Do you remember Danny Cruz? Yeah. I remember it that dude. Very he would run through a brick wall. He didn't have much skill, but goddamn, the guy was going to try. Okay. okay. <clears throat> I can go next. Um, uh, Who's your spirit loon? Mostly <laughs> because of a thing that happened earlier, or this past uh, soccer season, because I actually play soccer. Um, I play 7v7 co ed, I'm a goalie. Um, Sammy and Jock, because I once <laughs> I once managed my somebody passed the ball back to me, and it was supposed to come to me, and then it was going straight to the goal. I was trying to kick it out, and I fucking rocket shot it, it <laughs> with my right boot into the into the net and scored an own goal. So Sammy and Jock, good for you. Uh, I would be whatever like for soccer. I would be like. Franz Pangoff, who like like he gets run out there a couple times. Oh yeah, you can't really play this game at this level. Yeah, we're bye bye. Um, but like 
if I could make another analogy to Broomball, I would be more of a Kevin Friedland, meaning so like a player coach, a player, co someone who is coaching, not oh. starting level, okay. not starting level, yeah. but like knows a lot, wears a lot of different hats. I'm not hearing any names. <laughs> Kevin Friedland. I like that. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'd be into you for sure. <laughs> I, I'm roly-poly. I never put on cleats. I never get on the pitch further than the box. I tell people what to do. I pretend like I know things. And it's working out well for me so far. Keith is your spirit woman. <laughs> wow. That's, actually, that's like the greatest answer I've ever <laughs> Especially oh for God. this pod. Yeah. I, I call it like I see them. I can be honest. All right. Do you think there will ever be a day where the beginning of the pod doesn't have common common market and has Jess singing Omaha. <gasps> if she records it, then yeah. I think I don't think I have the county code permission. What? He's always a curse. Now we have guests. You don't bring out the real answer, which is we don't have copyright. You can't sing anything. Don't sing anything after because we might get in trouble. Can you sing it in French? <laughs> Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Come on. Do it. Come on. If Jess records it in a sound booth in French, then yes. We might we might oh, put that oh, in some in some common market. I'll up yes. my Patreon if you yes, do. Oh, oh, more we have incentive. Yeah. Everything's negotiable. It's all about <laughs> literally everything is negotiable. It's okay. all about the Benjamins. All right, Zeller. Why don't you let your damn kids watch Paw Patrol? Because uh, <laughs> you they animal. are you they goddamn are animal, ethno fascist libertarian <laughs> bullshit, and I refuse to allow that bullshit in my house. Listen, man, I was telling somebody else the other day. Last night, I believe. Literally, yes, last uh, no, two nights ago. Whatever. Um, <laughs> no, we we have. I have successfully managed to not have my kid oh. know that Paw Patrol is available to them. They don't get that channel. Yeah, he, he doesn't get that channel. Like he saw the the, the preview oh, for yeah. the, the Paw Patrol movie, which is on Paramount Plus. We get Paramount Plus. I told him we don't get that channel. We don't get that channel. Um, my fucking just like ESPN. My Plus. fucking sister has uh, and he's like he was playing with Paw Patrol dogs yesterday at my sister's and house. He was like, no, no, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't push it on to other people's families. Like, if they don't want, if they want to have that bullshit in their fucking house, they can have that bullshit in their fucking house. Listen, there are much better cartoons that you can raise your kids on instead of fucking libertarian fascist fucking dogs. And they would be dogs. I so. thought you just did like a theme song or something. No, no, I've never heard the theme song. I know. Listen, mm. there's you can go on, you can go online and and type in like Paw Patrol Libertarian, yeah. and you will get some fucking really? articles that okay. will tell you about how fucking terrible that that show is for kids. Okay. Well, the internet is wide and vast. <laughs> All right, think about this one. True or false? The best best coaches in the league look like below average lovers. False. Do you Savarese looks well, he's okay. got the I mean I'm not saying that looks can't be deceiving. They can, but I think Peter Vermees? Oh no. Ooh, hard pass. Okay. 
I, you know what? Can I stump you? Chirondolo is like a hard yes for me. Jim Curtin? Kind of a hard no. And he's he's one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. So mm. I think let's see, who is who coaches oh, Montreal? Okay. Oh I'm gonna go true. Based true. on like okay. there's the um yeah, there's several good coaches that look good. And then Bruce Arena, God love him, love him for, for being shit this year. So yeah, that yeah, I don't have to I don't have to like factor in, one to throw I don't have to factor in Bruce Arena in the positive there. So yes. Bob but yeah, Bradley. true. Hard true. Hard true for me. Yeah. Hard true. MJ, okay. what do you got? I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna throw a Bob Bradley. As someone who aesthetically does nothing for me, but I bet he's a monster in this act. Ew, doubt really? it. <laughs> Yeah. No one asked for that. But, yeah, that you is. Know. You kind of. Okay. Okay. Lean okay. it in. Wait, wait. Hey, yeah, what I, do you want? Hey. Do you pay for this or not? Yeah. <laughs> you asked the question. You're right, he did. Okay. Ready? <laughs> do you think the W should be taken out of women's leagues? No. Why do we need a W? No. Here, and here's my point I don't think we need to take the W out, I think we need to put the M in. Okay. Ooh. Fucking for, feminist over here. For, for, for equity. Like, 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 the NBA others. should now be rebranded as the MNBA. Mm-hmm. We have the WNBA okay. and the MNBA. If we just drop the W from the WNBA, then you have conflict. Or just NBA. Yeah, we, just, we, just, we just have two NBAs, right? And that, right. Doesn't, that doesn't work. No. But and I mean this less from a branding standpoint, and I mean this more when, especially sports media people talk, or even if you and your friends, like, make Men's World Cup a thing. Say Men's World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just make, don't say World Cup and let that be assumed. Don't say the, the top goal scorer in hockey when you mean men's hockey. Say, you know, and just insert the M or insert men's more. Yeah, hard to agree. Nailed it. I can get behind it. Yeah. Think it'll ever happen? No. No. Eh, I mean, I think eventually, but I mean, it's, it's going to take a while. I'm just like, why is every women's league called there's, women? There's, there's like, lots of... There's the lots PHF of... is the Professional Hockey Federation for the Women's Hockey. Oh, good. They, they, they rebranded from the... NWHL to yeah. there are lots of places that are that refer to the men's World Cup the world the yeah. what was the World Cup now as the men's World Cup and the women's World Cup like men and Blazers is a great example like yep. Raj and and uh, Devo definitely when they say the World Cup they mention either the men's or the women's like and yeah, they, they do. definitely refer to it as men's World Cup versus women's World Cup so yeah. there's lots of podcasts and you know it's just eventually all the old people are gonna die and then we can just inherit the earth at some point. Um, Whoa, it's like just, a whole you know, new Third Reich turn to that. Yeah. Those are all fuck good the old answers. people. Yeah, those are all good answers. Thanks for not cursing. <laughs> yeah, fuck the old answer. people. <laughs> okay, fun fact. Do you know uh, Kenny Rogers has been dead 913 days? You guys don't care. Anyway, no, next question. Not, um, I didn't know uh, he died. Islands. Well, and yeah. islands. Uh, yeah. That is what we The game oh. war. Anyway, uh, d- Danger Zone. Ru- Oh, that's Kenny Loggins. That's Kenny Loggins. Oh, oh, my bad. Yeah. I, I thought I was wasn't that People thinking are of him disgrace. too. Yeah, yeah, I know. All right, you no, paid I... for this. I didn't. All right, two more. Ready? Yes. This is one's pretty much a yes or no. Would you guys ever do 
a mean tweets, mean DMs. I suppose you couldn't do a mean DMs, but did you ever do a mean? Did you ever, did you ever get mean tweets or anything? Zeller, you got called a troll once. I got a good, huge kick out of that. I mean, <laughs> if you've looked at the Twitter activity amongst the three of us, I think we get mean everyone. Do you? Yeah. Mostly to each other. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I do get some people who. Because I've opened up my, my Twitter and DMs and stuff, so I do occasionally get some yeah. fucking weirdos who are <laughs> coming at me. Like I'm just minded like, individuals? I'm just like, yeah, man, I don't. Not worth know, sharing. I don't care enough. Yeah. What, are you asking me like, what the meanest Craziest? tweet I've yeah. ever gotten? Do you have a top, is? top two or three? I don't know. Um, I, man, I, should, I, need to, I would need to look it <laughs> That's up. That's all right. Someone told, like, yeah, told me, like, fuck my mother in the ass or something like that. I'm like... <laughs> Buddy, what is that? That's even, not cool. What does that even mean? Like, cool, I yeah. guess. Like, <laughs> I think he called me a libtard too. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, the meanest. Yep, I'm a, I'm a fucking communist. I, I fully embrace <laughs> that. Like, thanks for, thanks for reminding me what I am. So, anyways, so yeah, no, not really. You get them, but yeah. Yeah. The meanest tweets I've received we, on Twitter are not even on my sports channel. They're on my. My You're politics, music, and, and film channels. Oh, okay. So. And, and we don't get many on the Dave's I know. Occasionally, I'll get one. And I'm just like, I ah, just block. I'm just like, I don't yeah. have the, don't have the time. I, honestly, I've gotten to the point now where I, yeah, like I just, like want to share pictures of my kids and make funny jokes on Twitter, and yeah. I don't really want to engage with anybody who's There's enough of that kind of a there. dickhead. So, yeah. you know. All right. Okay. Ready. So I bring this up to people, and everyone's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. I don't like when games go to penalties. A lot of people don't. Um, I am a Plymouth Argyle fan, and we got to talk, and how can you get rid of penalties after extra time? One of our solutions, and you can punch holes in this, is sort of a ripoff from NHL. Take, our first idea was take two players off one side for an extra time, and then switch it for the next extra time. Or just take players off. Yeah, I'm I'm very much on board with, and not just two players. Like like so, it's eleven on eleven. Don't go to nine on nine. Go to seven on seven. Really? And, and because the idea is, with the more space, more shooting lanes, more passing lanes, yes. more running lanes, the better athletes and the better coach team. Meaning, what I mean by that, strategy and tactics that you put into place to take advantage of those bigger spaces. The better coach team and the better athletes are going to shine shine through, and you should get more scoring chances. What about pulling a goalie? So, the idea that I have heard that I actually really like is that you, you, you know, extra time or sorry, the end of the game, um, you start the game, you start this sec, you start the overtime with eleven players, and then every three minutes or whenever the whistle happens, or whenever there's a stoppage of play after three minutes, you pull a player off. And you do that every two to two or three minutes. You just pull players off until it's one v one, goalie, <laughs> goalie v goalie. But it's never going to get to goalie v goalie, no. right? But um, goalie wars. You have to pull. You have to pull a player off after every, after a certain period of time. Um, it would be entertaining. Games will end after about twenty minutes at most, and and you're pulling players off, so you're not. So it's it's then it's a matter of like, do you keep defenders on? So there's strategy involved as well as versus penalty kicks, um, and I honestly like it wouldn't. Like, I think fucking like MLS Next Pro should just do that instead of like going straight to penalty kicks after 
ties in the league, they should just if the game's tied, you just go, you to, just that. go to that. Like maybe maybe you pull two players off right away, so it's nine v nine. So to MJ's point, it opens up field of play, but then every you know every three minutes stoppage of you know three stoppage of play, you pull a player off. Both teams pull a player off, and you have to decide which player you're pulling off the field. Are you pulling off a defender? Are you pulling off a forward? You yeah. pull off a goalkeeper and say like, "Let's fucking go." <laughs> it, it gives. It gives. There's a lot more um, coaching involved then. There's a lot more like strategy involved in that in that respect. So I don't know. That that's yeah. what I would suggest. Yeah. I, I don't like penalties as a. I hate them as a especially with the soccer does it. Yeah, my team is pretty good at them. Liverpool is pretty good at them, but I still like. I'd rather it be decided by actual players Run play. on the pitch. Yeah. yeah. So. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. I like it. I don't mind penalties. <laughs> just, just loves chaos. So there we go. Agreed. And All point. right. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Um, I think we need some beverage refills and stuff. Uh, we'll be right back with Minnesota United FC2 and some other United news. So we'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude and I want you like me too, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Oh, yeah. All right, and we are back with the second half of the podcast. We still have MJ and Jess and our special guests, Andy and Margaret. Woo-hoo. And then UFC 2 uh, finished off their season with a loss at home to San Jose Earthquakes 2. Uh, four to one was the final score. Minnesota United FC two finished sixth in the Western Conference. Um, a, not a terrible season. I think we saw a lot of uh, potential, really good prospects for Minnesota United in MNFC two, and then some. You know, some of the players that would not normally have gotten game time got game time, which is really good. So. Yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, Nico Hansen, I thought, should have gotten more first-time minutes. Yep. It'll be interesting to see if ACL Jackson has a different contract next year that would allow him to play more first-team minutes. I assume he will. But but in general, yes. It, it, it was, for so many years, not having a USL affiliate or not having any sort of lower division place for loons to play this was fun to watch yeah i think i only got up to like two uh mnafc2 games but they were really fun so in the future if you can get out to an mnafc2 game please do it uh other united news coleman brent coleman made the midweek man of the match bench uh for that midweek Scenario that happened, and then you know, that obviously, goal thing. yeah, the goal thing that he scored. <laughs> uh, and then, in terms of international news, uh, DSC, Boxel, Kermagerd, and Rosales all caught up for national team duty. Uh, Bongi was also called in, but uh, he's not going because he's injured. So, five surprise, lo- surprise. yeah, five loons called in. Uh, Dane St. Clair is the only one who potentially could get World Cup minutes this year. Um, probably won't, but he is, I think. Very demonstrably, the third goalkeeper for Canada. Yay! So <clears throat> no, he should be like the first goal. Big ups. Yeah. DSC. But he's not. He's not. Because of Kripo and what's his nuts? The the other young, 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 the young guy from Vancouver. Slavon. Yeah, the guy from Vancouver that I always forget. No, it's no Kripo is in LAFC. 
Right, no, that's what I'm saying. The other one that we can't think of is Eagle Keeps for Vancouver, right? No, Eagle Keeps in Europe somewhere. Oh, okay. Anyways. Um, all right. <clears throat> so Minnesota United currently sits in sixth place on 45 points, uh, one point behind Portland, who's at 46, two points behind uh, Nashville at 47, and five points behind FC Dallas at 50 points. They are ahead of LA Galaxy at 43, who is at 43 points. They are, they have a game in hand, FYI, um, which will be played this weekend. And RSL is also at 43 points. Vancouver, the team we play at the end of the season, 40 points. How many points does Minnesota United need to make the playoffs? You didn't tell me this was a math problem. It's... Wait, wait, could you just it say all that stuff isn't. again so I can write it down and do some math? So no. Minnesota's currently sitting in sixth no, no, place no. with 45 no, no. points. Uh, we, we need four points these last two games, right? We, we need to win in a draw. So if LA Galaxy wins their game, and I believe they're playing San Jose this weekend, uh, they would jump Minnesota United. Minnesota United would be in seventh place with 45 points. Um, then everybody will be unequal footing in terms of games. We have two games left. We have at San Jose and at Vancouver. Or sorry, Vancouver home. Yeah. At San Jose, Vancouver home for the last last match of the season. Um, there's a very real possibility that Minnesota falls out of the playoffs. Yeah. I can't say I'm shocked. So how many points do we need? I said four. I said four. Yeah. You said a million, Jess? That's from two games. Unfeasible. From two games. Generally, well, I generally didn't say not possible. It was possible for us to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I'm of the same position. Like maybe like somebody I read a tweet and I can't remember who said it and I'm really sorry if I'm not giving you an acknowledgement, but this is like don't watch the second half of Kansas because we have no plan. And we don't deserve the playoffs anyway. And it, it gave me a moment of reflection because that's kind of true. I mean, we don't really, I don't really feel like we deserve the playoffs, maybe. And maybe eking it out another year is just more of the same pull. Oh, 100% is. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for the players. I think it's, as much as I don't like the front office, as much as I don't like Heath, like, I think the players deserve to go to the playoffs. Oh, that's true. But, so I don't want to shit on the players, but I also... Just Schwetz. Yeah, well, I mean, it's actually quite phenomenal that this didn't turn into a 90-minute shit on Schwetz test for myself, (laughs) because... Uh, that was my first thought when you won the bid, that that's what this pod was going to be about, but uh, David convinced me otherwise. Nobody listens to me. David, the, uh, the voice in the room, <laughs> which is probably a terrible thing if I'm the voice in the room. Yeah, so. you are. All right, well, let's, MJ, you have a one saloon. Let's, uh, let's hear it. So, uh... In the Superlaten, which is the second division in Sweden, your favorite East African Swede, not named Chef Marcus Samuelson, uh, once alone Mo Saeed, 
gets two assists Ooh, for, for Trelleborg. Um, and they beat third place, they're in fifth place, they beat third place uh, E.K. Braggett, and that means they're only one point behind the teams in third and fourth place. They're in fifth place, third place. Could they get promotion into the uh, Allsvenskan, the, the top league in Sweden? Don't know. Will Mo Saeed help them get there? He's been playing really well for them. My favorite favorite Swede is the Swedish chef. Oh yes. Mine's a fish. Uh, he is not an East African Swede. Ah, oh. I just want to point it out. And and, and if you have any Swedish chef know? that you that you that you like, you should like Marcus Samuelson. Panikugan is that it? A Dutch pancake. Yeah, that's Dutch. It's a Dutch pancake. Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> close enough. Uh, sounds delicious. Swedish meatballs. All right, let's uh, let's keep going, guys. We're gonna finish this thing real fast. Uh, Gopher soccer, Nebraska one, Gophers zero. This was a. Uh, I watched a little bit of this game. Um, this is in uh, fucking Lincoln, and Gophers Nebraska played a really hard fought, and Nebraska basically had no invention whatsoever. They just wanted to smash. To go for race as much as they possibly could, yeah. And they scored a eighty was it eighty eighth minute winner against the Gophers. Um, it was yeah. a terrible, terrible game. Gophers had played had a pretty had played a, a pretty impressive non conference schedule. Played pretty well. Um, unfortunately, dropped this game to Nebraska. However, they come back to home and they host uh, two games this week at Thursday at six p.m. against Indiana at Isleswell Robbie Stadium. And then Sunday at 1 p.m. against Northwestern. So, very and important. Hopefully these two Big Ten games will be a lot less corny than the one against the Cornhuskers. Fuck you. <laughs> you, get, you see the chilling effect? Okay, you see? You don't get the barber with this. Maybe, um, maybe you might hooge yourself out of the fucking oh, bar. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. <laughs> that uh, I think I'm, I might I, looking at my schedule. I think I might be able to make that Northwestern game on Sunday. So I might try to get to like what yeah. Northwestern. Oh, yes, you should try to make that Northwestern game on Sunday. We can have a yeah. E- ELR is Dave's Trinity. Have you guys been to ELR? No, Andy. No. Yeah, no. It's it's a no. it's one of the better soccer stadiums in the city. Natural so. grass. Beautiful. I, I mean, I've driven past it, but it looks yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But when's the Northwestern game? One p.m. on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I might bring my kids, so, you know, kids can run around. And there's Goldie's always there, so the picture's of fucking Goldie and whatever. Mm. And... I love me a mascot picture I could be in. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Minnesota Aurora. MJ, what do you got for Minnesota Aurora? In Portugal, the Torrense women lose to uh, Vila Verde. Uh, but once in Aurora, Morgan Turner scores the two goals. They lose 4-2. Morgan Turner with two goals um, for Torrense in the Portuguese top division. Uh, congrats to Morgan Turner. We look forward to more goals from her. And then Aurora started their own podcast called Beneath the Lights. Uh, oh, what? I, we rarely promote other podcasts on this pod, but I, I just want to say that uh, it's a really good episode. Communications manager Rena Keeler interviews the head coach Nicole Lukic and assistant coach Jenny Clark. Um, they talk about 
in the offseason now the importance of keeping communication with the players from last year to try to assess who's going to be available to come back or who wants to come back. They did not leak where the players are, like who's coming back or not. The, just talks are ongoing. It's kind of what I expected. But more interesting in the pod was talking about non-negotiables for new recruits. And this is like, we're keeping this consistent. These were the same non-negotiables as last year. It's like, and Nicole Lukic said, you gotta be chill, but driven. To, you know, you wanna be a better soccer player, you wanna be, you know, maybe you wanna go pro. I'm not chill. But like, yeah, like, but chill, like, you gotta be not a prima donna, you have to be like, not a locker room catastrophe. And, you know, I think that's a good formula for success. RIP to Jessica's uh, soccer, soccer career. <laughs> Non-drama, non <laughs> non, non-diva. Um, hey, there's a reason I hate on the man boobs. He knows it's like self-hate. Okay, I get it. I've been there. Therapy, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I saw that posted today. I haven't got a chance to listen to it, but I'm, I'm very excited for it. So, uh, and you know, I know Aurora's continue to do good shit, and they're gonna continue to do good shit. So, uh, yeah, international break is upcoming for the men's side. Um, so, there's some uh, U.S. men's national team games coming up. September 23rd, 6:25 a.m. Central. Japan versus the U.S. men's national team. Why would you say, like, if they're playing in Japan, is going to be at 6.25 a.m.? Well, because it's not in Japan. We are playing Japan in Dusseldorf, Germany. And so that is why we, is for us, 6.25 a.m. You can watch the game on ESPN2, TUDN, or Unimas. <clears throat> then on September 27th, we will be playing Saudi Arabia, not in Saudi Arabia, not in the United States, but in Murcia, Spain. I think that game kicks off at 1 p.m. So, uh, and then the Merseyside Derby Women's Edition happens this Sunday. After about two years, I believe, of it not happening. Yeah. Uh, it, welcome back. Uh, huge upset of Chelsea by the Liverpool women this you know, weekend. We don't, you don't call it an upset. You call it a victory. Well, I call it an upset. <laughs> Despite the Did Chelsea... Did you upset, MJ? Well, yes. Then it's valid. Yeah. I validate you. So, uh, so I, I'm, I'm throwing the gauntlet down here. MJ, are we going to watch the, the Merseyside Derby at Blackheart at 12:45 on Sunday? Because it's on Paramount Plus. Or are you yellow? Or are you yellow? Good, good call, Andy. Are you uh, yellow? First of all, uh, that's the most racist thing you've said all and second of all, you got me. And second of you all, you racist motherfucker. Why do we have this? Oh, he paid. He paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. three hundred dollars. He paid. He paid three hundred dollars to be racist. His price tag just keeps asking oh, on and picking up, and no. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can shit on Schletz anymore. Oh. I already just have. Um, kind of cr- shit on myself there. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let's let's let's, let's, let's okay. plan on it. Okay, so if anybody wants to join us, twelve forty-five Sunday Sunday afternoon. Yeah. This Sunday. Yeah. This Sunday at the Black Art. Mid- Merseyside Derby, women's edition. The bet, probably the better edition, honestly. You know, you you, yeah, guys, right, right. you guys might have a chance to win this one. Yeah, we might have a chance to win, to win this one. <laughs> we might have a chance to win this one. Uh, so yeah, let's let's do it. So, uh, all right. Any, anything else? Do we miss anything? Did we bet the next match? 
There is no next match this week. Yeah. The internet, the internet. International break. Oh, God, want, all these breaks. Winers. Do you want to bet on, on Japan versus the U.S.? No. Okay, didn't think so. You, you going to join us for the Merseyside Derby? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. It's Ooh. possible. Sunday. 1245. 1245. Yeah. You can sleep in. I mean, I'll be up at like 545 with my kids. That's but, relative. You know. Thank wow. you, yeah. I can't sleep until 1 p.m. <laughs> well, actually, I can because I would just get here at the bar at the normal time. I would get yeah, yeah, MJ time. Uh, all right. Anything else you missed? Anybody else? Andy, Margaret. Well, I want to thank you guys for having us. Gosh, this thanks for coming out to the pod. Yeah, no, it's our pleasure. You you giving a shit ton of money to the Dark Clouds, and I can't remember, I can't remember what the uh, organization that was that received that money. What, was it Como? I think it was Como Park. Yeah, yes. Como Park High School. Yeah. St. Paul, they never called you back. Sorry? Wasn't it supposed to be for Como and St. Paul Central? Right, Central and, never called and us back. And they never called, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. gave all the money to Como. That's so. all right. Fuck them. That's all right. Always I mean, closing. Yeah. Well, I like Cougars more yeah. than Minutemen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't need. I can say <laughs> <laughs> oh, You know I went to Central, right? Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, right, right. Right. <laughs> All right. More well. shooting on Schletz to come. Death match to follow. All right. I'll give Cougar. <laughs> Thank you, uh, everybody. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Margaret, for coming on. Thank um, you. Really appreciate it. And um, for your support. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andy's been a longtime contributor to this godforsaken podcast. And Mags is probably now looking at it and be like, why are you giving them money every month? Like, <laughs> the, the She's like, fuck? True bill? Like, true bill. Yeah, like, <laughs> where, how do I delete this from our, our card? Um, but it, it is, it's very, we really appreciate all the support and uh, you've been a good friend for a long time. So, um, all right, I think we're, I think we're pretty good. You guys have anything to promote? And you want to Twitter handles or? Say fuck the oh. hospitals or something. I can do that for you if you want. Like, fuck yeah. the hospital administrators. Okay, I do that. Yeah, I'm at Lecribs. L E C R I B S. Yeah. Should Follow I? Andy. Yeah. Should I? Yeah. Um, hey, one thing I forgot to add. When are we gonna have a a pod cupity cup tournament again? That is uh, something that is in the works. Oh yes, in the snow. Oh, even better. Even better. Do it. Put it on a lake in the snow. Yeah, you're we'll definitely talk. not playing. All right. Yeah. And you don't well, want me to this play. is the okay. Daves I know. You are the Daves you know. <laughs> this is the Daves I know. We're not the Daves you know. All right. <laughs> it's falling apart. Substack uh, <laughs> newsletter, the Daves I know. Daves.substack.com. Uh, Fuck, I never, I never actually mentioned that one. I'm, not, I'm actually going to write something really soon. At TDAKM on Twitter. I'm at Texas Hour. MJ's at MJ Matsui. Jessica is at Jessica one four four zero or sorry one four four zero eight three nine two. Uh, we've been the Daves, you know. This, this is the Daves. I. Long as you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah.
uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do